grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, talk shop, do drugs, get drunk, get in all sorts of trouble and reminisce about crazy old stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with friends and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. Comedian all the way from New York City, Julia Kastner. <sighs> yeah, give it up What's up? Oh, you know, everything. <laughs> everything is up. Plug everything up front. Let everybody know where they can find you. You do have a new show that you just started I recently. Do. I have a new know. show. I have a new show. It's called At Just Friends Comedy. Um, we have a show this weekend, actually. You can get your tickets at... This will come out in 10 days, but all right. Okay, wah, 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 wah. well, you'll have missed it, so <laughs> you're probably crying right now. But the next one is going to be soon, so follow At Just Friends Comedy. Follow me at World Famous Julia. Um <laughs> That's what you should do. Every uh, that's at what you world should do. famous Julia on Instagram. That's me. That's the best handle. That <laughs> and then one of my good friends, very funny comedian. She's in Jacksonville now, but started in New York. Daisy Tackett. Hers is at Fat Steve Boucher. <laughs> Those two are my favorites. At world famous Julia wow. and at Fat. Steve I'm Boucher. honored. Um, so you're new to the program. This is your first time on. So yep. a lot of things that I like to do. I'm gonna have the listeners get to know you a little bit. So you have you talk about it in your set. You have a very interesting type of background. You, uh, your dad's French. So okay, he's French, but he's actually really German. Okay, but <laughs> it's kind of a, a lie. Okay, but oh, he, so you do it for the show? I do it for set. well, no, I do it because he does. He is, really have an accent? Yeah. So he's German and French. Okay. He actually sounds more German. Like he is German. He just lives. He's like a francophile. Okay. But it's easier for me to do a French accent. Oh, so, so that's I why just you was like, you know what? I'll just French. stick to that. And, and your mom's easier. from Texas. She's from Texas. And your brother grew up in the UK. Yes, we all grew up in the UK. Yeah, but you don't have an accent. I know. And I'm sure you get reminded of that uh, all the time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. So you, when you say grew up in the UK, how old were you when you were there? Were you uh, born there? I was born there. So yep. you're not an American In London. Citizen. I am an American citizen because my mom is from the U.S. Oh, okay. So that's how I swung that. <sighs> I know. Like an immigrant. I, no, I know. God, I get it all the time. <laughs> so when you, you are not that far, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but you're kind of newer to stand-up, yeah, correct? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm Be only like nine nine months in, I think. Yeah, because it was interesting. I met you at a, the Broadway open mic. Um, and then we hung out a couple of times doing mics and stuff. And then you and I just kind of befriended each other. Yep. And then you started, you're like, I think I'm going to start hosting my own open mic. And it, to me, it's interesting because coming from the perspective of doing it for as long as I have, I'm kind of getting to that point of jaded. Mm. Like I still love comedy, but then I moved to New York and it's kind of like, God, I got to fucking start all over. Yeah. And then there's these young whippersnappers <laughs> like you. And you're like, I think I'm going to start hosting an open mic and I think I'm going to yeah. start a show and I'm going to do this and that. And it was interesting to kind of see how that blew up within the last couple of months because it was just a few months ago you and I were like, you know, hitting mics here and there. And now all of a sudden you're like, I'm so busy. I'm so, No, for, it's like crazy. I feel Well, I feel like I've been doing a lot of just like, I mean, lots of mics, but also just hanging out everywhere. Yeah, and hang. I feel like it's the hang and it, and it happened. I feel like people talk about when... People talk, I feel like I've heard other comics talk about everything happening all at once. And yeah. then like, like it's like waves of like, oh my God, things I'm are so happening. I'm so busy. And then it's and like, then, and then it's like oh, I have nothing then, to do, yeah. like stuff like that. So I feel like right now is my first like wave of that where I've just been hanging out a lot and like the fruitions of that are coming now, which is, I mean, which is sick. It's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Because you, um, you started an internship. I don't know if you can say where, but you started an internship at a comedy club <laughs> in New York City. I did. So you started hanging out with like bigger name comics yes. there. Yes. And then you've been going out and hanging out. And this is something that I talk about with everybody. So there's, you know, obviously different ideas on how to approach comedy as a whole. And a lot of times 
people are like, oh, you know, you got it's all about reps, open mics. You got to hit as many open yeah. mics as possible, 20 a week, 30 a week. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people, which is the more camp I'm in, where it's like, well, I've been doing it for so long and I've got like my sets. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I still obviously am writing every day and I'm trying to work yeah. on new stuff. I, I put aside an hour every day to write. But it's one of those things where I only go to open mics if I'm trying like a new bit out. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go to open mics and do my five-minute audition set or do yeah, my 20-minute sure. road set. Like, that doesn't make sense. So I'm more about the hang, which is, you know, you start getting to know people and hanging out and stuff. Because there are so many people that are very funny. But if you're a dick or if you're never around, you'll just not get the opportunity. It's so true. So I've been a lot more, especially since moving to New York, a lot more about the hang. And now other comics are like, well, that's horseshit. Like, you have to do the work. And, the, and it's like, well, I've been doing the work. Like, I know yeah. I just got here, but I've been doing I've been doing the like you fucking go to Oklahoma City and do a bar show when the Thunder are playing on the TV, no sound off like <laughs> in the background. That's work. Like I've done all that. No, for sure. And so then when I got here, I was just hanging out a lot more, and it brought me so much joy to talk to you about this sudden influx of you know work and everything that you're doing. Because you totally solidified everything I talk about. Because you were like, well, I was started hanging out a lot more. And then yeah. all of a sudden, all this stuff started happening. And I was like, that's exactly what no, I'm talking for about. Real. I feel like it just suddenly, like, I don't know when. This was like, I think it was after I started interning at the club. I was like, oh, wait, so much of this. Like, everyone, and actually, a, a, a pro comic there was telling me, he was like, look, everyone is funny. Yeah. In, in New York, like, all of these comics are funny. So you have to, there has to be a reason, like why you kind of. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's like a bigger thing too of like creating your own brand or whatever it is. But on a smaller level too, it's like, yeah, I, like you, you have to be funny, but you also have to like have genuine relationships with people because everyone wants, if you, like people want to help each other. Yeah. But if they don't know you and they don't like you, they're not going to help you. Well, and I talked about this with Maddie Wiener on her episode. It's. It's interesting because comedy is an incredibly vulnerable and independent. So you're up there by yourself. Yeah. But the community surrounding comics is incredibly helpful. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I tell people all the time, like, I love having people on the podcast and I'll talk to people at work and stuff like my regular job. And they're like, oh, well, you're just, you know, you have people on because you're like, oh, I need to get the people who like them to listen to my show. And it's like, no, I want them to come on to promote what they're doing, like to talk about what they're, there's 8 billion people in the world. There's plenty for everybody. Yeah. Like it's not a big deal. No, I know. So growing up in the UK, you sound like you're from London. <laughs> from London. When did you, um, have you always been a fan of stand up or did you started in sketch, didn't you? So, no? yeah. So I, uh, when I, I was growing, this is like the, I feel like this is the classic story. Everyone's like, yeah, I saw them on the TV when yeah. I was little. And yeah, so I used to watch, uh, Michael McIntyre, who's a big comic in the UK. And I, je like, I don't even, I've gone back and <laughs> watched some of his stuff. I'm like, hmm, I don't know that this is my style anymore. Well, you've grown. Yeah. I have grown. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. And then I started doing sketch in college. And then after college. Where did you go to college? I went to Barnard. Okay. Bonnet Cottage. Uh, it's on the Upper West Side. Oh, okay. I thought maybe that was in the UK too. No, no, no. Because there we call it university. The uni. Yeah, they call it uni. If you really know what's up, you would have said uni, but okay. it's fine. I don't know what's up. You, you, you don't. They don't even have a passport. You don't. Not allowed to go to Canada. It's down. It's all down. <laughs> it's not up. So you started doing sketch in college. Was that something that you, like growing up, watching McIntyre, like kind of observing stand-up was that something that you were incredibly passionate about or like i want to try this or was it more something where it's like oh that's something fun i can do with friends or i need to make more friends or like what drove you to it <laughs> the only reason i ask is because i've and i've said it a million times but i've had people on who are like oh i wanted attention i like attention mm. and i tried modeling or acting and that didn't work out so i did stand-up and then i've had other people on who are like me where it's like no at 12 years old I was introduced to Mitch Hedberg and Tom Rhodes, and I was like, oh, oh these so people cool. can make me laugh even though I hate everything that's going on around me. Mm. For this hour, I can laugh. Yeah. And, th and I immediately was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I saw Dane Cook's Comedy Central Presents, which is a lot of his harmful of swallow jokes, and that, that clicked in my head where I was like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Because my style is very much high energy stage presence kind of stuff. So when I would see Mitch Hedberg and Tom Rhodes and stuff, I was like, oh, this is hilarious. But I, it didn't connect with me because that, that wasn't who I was. And then when I saw Dane rip his shirt off, I was like, oh, this 
This is what I want to like, fucking do. I want to rip my shirt off. And be like, ah, but yeah. still have a tank top on. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't want to go for full sure. Burt Kreischer. For sure, yeah. But so for you, when you get to college, are you like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump into the comedy world. Or were you just kind of like, oh, this is a cool, fun thing I might try? I think, well, it's interesting because I've been thinking a lot about, like, it's so, because I've gone from kind of a, kind, a little like zero to 100 with this. And I think, um, it's interesting because I started sketch and I really liked it. And like looking back, like retrospectively, I'm like, oh, that makes sense because I didn't have. I went to Barnard. It's like a, it's part of Columbia. It's very like. Oh, so you went to Columbia? Kind of like half, kind of Columbia, kind of not. And it's like I just, I like I didn't connect with people. Everyone was very type A and not goofy, and I was like, oh my god, I am going to die. Like I cannot hang out with these people. And then I started doing sketch and i was like wow i actually feel like i can be myself okay and was so happy yeah but they didn't click like oh when after college i'm gonna do comedy and then i started then a friend of mine wanted to do an open mic so was this sketch group like a part of the university or yeah was it, it was it's a yeah it's like one of the columbia yeah sketchers. so it's like a club team kind of yeah thing. exactly yeah, gotcha. and so i was like I was so happy doing that and i was like oh this is very interesting. And then I graduated, did an open mic. Would you uh, graduate? Would you go to school for? Uh, history. Okay. The funniest of majors. What kind of history? Uh, 20th century. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Really? I have a minor in history. Hey! Mine's American Civil War emphasis. Okay. Well, that's cool too. Yeah, I mean. That's very cool. I guess. Anyway, back anyways, to Anyways, the point is... Um, 20th century history. 20th Let's century go. history. Let's go. Very funny. And then... <laughs> And then I graduated, did the open mic, and realized like through I, it was weird. Like during the pandemic, I okay, this is like this is all during this is like the pulp pandemic, fiction. Isn't it? Yeah, this is like pulp fiction the way I'm telling this. Tarantino okay, way. so let's go back. So then <laughs> I'm sitting, it's like the darkest times of the pandemic, and I'm sitting with my friend, and we were doing like six just feet like, apart. Six feet apart, masked. Everyone had COVID, no. So then, and we're sitting there and I'm, it was like some stupid survey for this meditation app. You know, I was like, on my, I was like, I need a meditation app in my life. Yeah. This is like everyone else. I'm taking this survey and it's like, do you have a purpose? And I just started like crying. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, this is so, I'm like, not okay. And my friend was like, my friend was <laughs> like, why are app, you? <laughs> he, was, he was like, why are you crying right now? What the fuck? And I was so and I didn't get it. And then I graduated, started doing comedy. I'm like, oh my god, the, like this is this is the thing. Like this okay. is what I want to do. Because I think for me, like the coolest thing in the world to me is a funny idea. Like that is like that. I love that. Yeah. I don't know why. Ever I feel like everyone values someone something different in in life and wants to get better at a thing. And for me, it's like if I can come up with a funny idea and have other people share that with me, that is the coolest thing in the world to me. I think that's why you and I got along so well when I we first like started hanging out because I'm very similar in the respect that it's like, oh, it's stand up. Like that's that's it. Yeah. Like there is no I could be extens- extensively poor for the rest of my life and not have kids. Like I've wanted kids my whole life, but I'm willing in my head to me comedy is bigger than all of that. Yeah. Which is Same. weird because we're very fortunate in the fact that we found something that gives us purpose. And for you, it was the the idea of the funny idea. For me, it was being able to, when I was younger, laugh at traumatic events, and that's how I got through them. Now I want to give that to other people, which is a much narrower scope. So obviously my audience isn't going to be, you know, I'm not very going to sell out Madison Square Garden, but that's okay. Like I want to be able to play rooms where, you know, people can come and be like, yeah, like I've had some really shitty things happen too, but we can all laugh about it now. Yeah. And so to find that purpose, especially because you're, you know, in your early 20s and you just kind of started doing comedy through sketch and to still find that is incredibly, you know, uh, I guess aware of you to be like, oh, no, this Thank is it. You. Yeah. Well, and it's just because, I mean, we meet so many people and Drew, very funny community. We're going to get him on the podcast. Drew Tester was talking about this at one of the open mics. He's like, if I have to hear another 20 something year old dude talk about his dick and how much yeah. he loves pussy, like I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> because there are so many people who started because they're like, oh, I'm the funny guy at school or I'm the funny guy at work. Yeah. And I've, I've got all these like 
rude, crude jokes that I want to sling out there. And that's all well and good. And there's a place for that. Absolutely. I mean, some of those people fucking sell out Madison Square Garden. But at the same time, it's like, to the point you said earlier, what are you bringing to the table that's different? Yeah, for sure. Which is an intense way to think about it, too, because it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that, too. And I think what's cool is I don't see there. I mean, there are female comedians who are really, really goofy. There definitely are. But uh, there are not that many. Like, it's hard. Like, I could probably count on one hand. Yeah. Like, that come to mind instantly, which is cool because that's my style. So I think by just and I think this is probably true for everyone. If you can be absolutely, completely 100 percent yourself, no one is like you. So if you can be 100 percent yourself on stage, you're automatically bringing something Different. to it you know yeah. what i mean you're bringing something different automatically and it's probably i mean it's going to be the best version of your stand-up because yeah. it's you like i mean that's not you know what well, I mean? that's what I, that's the that's the thing is like everything i talk about on stage and the, given the person i am on stage is a little more um boisterous yeah and everyone automatically thinks from my personality that i'm an extrovert but really in reality like most comedians i portray the extrovert qualities but given the option i'm an introvert like yeah. i'd rather sit at home and play my xbox or like if i go out to eat by myself it's normally by myself and i will sit at the bar and put my headphones in and not talk to anybody like yeah. i don't i'm not naturally like hey, hey what's up yeah. guys unless i'm drinking which i don't yeah. do anymore but uh but it's interesting because me on stage is me yeah. It's a it's a ramped up version. Yeah, it's like a it's, heightened version. Yeah, it's me. And it's all, all I'm a storyteller and all the stories I tell are things that have happened. And I've gotten in trouble before where people not trouble, but I've had people come up to me before and be like, Hey, if you said it like this, it'd probably be funnier. And I get into this war with myself because I go, But that's not true. Mm. That's not how it happened. Yeah. So then it becomes this whole question of how true does it need to be versus how funny should it be? Because your job at the end of the day is to make people laugh. Just like you were saying with your dad. Yeah. It's easier for you to do the French accent, so you just say yeah. French. Yeah. But I mean, it's still it's still embedded in truth, which exactly. is I feel like as long as yeah a foreigner. Yeah, there's like a grain. I feel like as long as there's a grain of truth in it. Yeah. Because if there's not a grain of truth in it, I think it... I feel like an audience can tell. Yeah, uh, I'd say that all the time. Yeah. If you get up there and you're gonna, you're full of shit. Very, very more often than not, I guess I would say the audience can feel that. Yeah. Because you don't have confidence in it. Even if you think you're saying it with confidence, the audience can sense it in your voice. Yeah. That you're not sure if this is how it happened or not. Yeah. My, I have an old law professor. He used to always say, "People will believe anything you say as long as you say it with confidence." And I found that to be very true. Unless I'm talking to somebody who knows what I'm talking about. Like I do it at work all the time. Like I don't – I know enough about wine to get by, but I don't know a ton. But like I'll have tables ask me about like, oh, should I do this one or that one? And I'll just say it with blind confidence. And they go, okay, awesome. And then they'll drink it and be like, great recommendation. This is fantastic. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, cool. And that's a comic for you. (laughs) (laughs) That is the comic's way. Yeah, just – we're going to go with it. So I guess to your point, if there is truth in it, then you can yeah. get away with it. And but. also, yeah. And also like an, I think there's a, I'm learning that it's so, I had this joke, what, well, you know, this joke, the rockabye joke yeah. that I've been, I mean, it, I think like I, where I am now in a way, the way I was telling it, I kind of outgrew it. Like it was very like, and what if they did it this way? <laughs> it's like, I, if I have to tell it like that one more time, I will literally stop doing stand up. So then <laughs> I, so then I changed it and I made it so that it's like I'm in a coffee shop. I'm like, I was in a coffee shop and I heard this song and then I go into this bit. And it's helped me, so, like, now I feel comfortable saying it again because I'm like, oh, there's like immediacy to this. Yeah. Even though it's a lie that I was in this coffee shop and heard whatever. I, I mean, I heard the song once. That's why I'm having a joke about it. There's yeah. No, you know what I mean? There is a, there's a, it's still a grain of truth in it. And it just makes the audience feel like, okay, like, I get why she's talking about this now. Well, and it makes sense, too, because there are some of my stories where they're very, they're all based in truth. But some of them, like, I have a story about the looking like a cop, all that kind of stuff. That whole, like, five-minute segment, that whole bit is, like, I've been arrested eight times. So it's from the different times I've been arrested, different things that I took from those but I can't – that doesn't make any sense to tell a 40-minute story about being arrested eight times yeah. just to get to five tags. So it's like, <laughs> okay, that's dumb. Why don't we boil all this down into a minute 30 and yeah. throw all five tags in there? Yeah. 
So like you said, like there's, it's obviously all based out of truth, but I'm not going to be like, oh, and this one time I was arrested yeah. and this other time I got her. It's just like, I've been arrested eight times and these are the things that I learned yeah. from that. Bang, 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 yeah, bang, yeah. bang. Because you want it to be consumable for yeah, and enjoyable. Yeah, it also has to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you, the, thing, uh, the thing about stand-up is <laughs> <laughs> you want them to laugh. And I think a lot of people don't realize this. <laughs> well, and sometimes people realize it too too much well they'll be like oh the only goal is to get them to laugh so let me talk about sex and masturbating in front of my mom and humping stools and it's like all right you're going too far the other way <laughs> now you're going way too far yeah. the other way um, it's like don't do 30 minutes on that come on <laughs> man i already have 30 minutes on that don't take my material <laughs> so born in the uk yeah you were born in london in london in london uh, is that where you grew up in London? I grew up outside of London. The where? Burbs. Essex? Sorry. Not Essex. That's the Essex. Yeah. Okay. Not Essex. Sorry. So you, yeah, you, for those of you listening, and I know we've kind of hinted at it, you were very good at voices and impressions yes. and characters. Yes. That's like your thing. You yes. love doing it. I love doing it. And I think that, so this is the other thing about like starting stand up. I, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, this actually makes a lot of sense for me because I love to do accents. And there's all this observational stuff about, you know, I'm from two different, like, from being from two different places, you automatically are, like, comparing stuff all yeah. the time. And I've seen The Departed. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. You probably had two different fucking accents. <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> so, I think, like, that, and then also the fact, like, stand-up is so collaborative and also not collaborative and that i think is one of the coolest parts about it because you can i've had actors say like i'm jealous of comics because comics have places they can go to hang out with other comics and there's millions of those places oh yeah that's crazy like that's crazy that's true i never thought about it like that right? maybe that that's is insane. why we have such a tight community and you can get up on stage any day you want Oh, you yeah. don't Especially have to get booked. Here, yeah. yeah here yeah you can just go up and i mean you, you have to pay five dollars but like you can go Get on stage, do your set, and hang out with people afterwards. Yep. And that's something – that's so cool. I mean, it's collaborative, but it's also independent. So if you really just want to do your own thing, you have to wait for, like, other people to show – it's – I don't know. Yeah, and that's what I love about it is that it's very – it's a huge community. And everyone yeah. – not everyone. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. But for the most part, almost everybody is very, very quick to be like – Helpful, especially yes. you, you do have to get to know it. Like you have to show up a couple times. And I had this conversation yeah. with Tori Cole when I, cause when I first moved here, I asked her to be on the podcast and she was like, yeah, sure. Maybe. Mm. And then it took six months and then she finally came on and I was like, what, why are you so hesitant? She goes, I don't know. You just fucking showed up. You're a crazy dude from Florida. You asked me to come to your apartment to record a podcast. Like it seemed weird. Yeah. But then I said, well, what changed? She goes, well, you're around. And I think that's a big thing to her point is that. Once you start showing up to a lot of mics and you start meeting different people and then they introduce you to different people, then all of a sudden you're a part of the scene. You're yeah. in it. No, it's true. And then people are more than willing to help. Yeah. Because I've gone to mics before where – or even like I'll show up and I don't know anybody, like especially when I first moved here. And I would lean on the crutch of like I just moved here. This is my first, second, tenth time doing comedy yeah. in New York. But after a while, that wears thin. So being here for a year now, there are still mics I'll go to and I don't know anybody. And I immediately get that vibe of everyone in the room's like, who the fuck is this mm. guy? Like, fuck this new guy. Yeah. But then if you show up to a mic and you know one or two people, then they introduce you to other people. Then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah. we're doing it, baby. Yeah. No, it's cr but it's crazy that in New York City you could go to something like that that's complete, relatively random and that it's so tight-knit that you know who's new. Like, yeah. that's bonkers. Yeah, dude. that is true. Yeah, I didn't crazy. even think about it like that. That yeah. is true. It's yeah. crazy. And it's crazy. Like, I'll run into people on the street. I see so many comments. It's insane. Like, just once randomly. you're in it, just randomly, yeah. like, what's going on? Like, this is – like, there are so many people doing comedy in New it's York. It's my favorite thing to, to see someone who's – Who's a professional comic? Like that's what they do, but they're still kind of in. It. Like they're still just getting started. Mm -hmm. Like the the kind of people where they'll get booked and they're past at clubs, but they'll also hit an open mic because they want to yeah. work on something new and they don't want to risk yeah doing it at the club and it not working. So when I see them, it fills me with so much joy to be like, "What's up?" On the randomly yeah. on the street, because then everyone looks like, "Who's that person?" Should we know who that person is? Oh my, yeah. And it brings me with so it fills me with so much glee to be like. You're a celebrity, man. Like, yeah, I know no. You. Oh my like, god, what's up? It's hilarious how much I have a friend who makes fun of me because every single time someone walks in, like I've been watching these broke. I, I do the door at the club, so it's like people come in, and I know the comics, and I know they're going on stage, whatever, and I've seen their bits, but they feel kind of famous to me in a way. Of course. So they'll so they'll come in, 
And I'm like, oh my God, that's Susie Lollapalooza. And my friend's like, who the hell is that? Like, I no one no one knows who you're talking about. Whenever I go to the, the stand, because it's where I hang a lot, or even the cellar, and Savannah will come with me, my girlfriend, from time to time, and I'll be like, that's, that's Emma Wilman. And, and she's, she's like, like, cool. And I go, yeah, that is fucking cool. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. <laughs> or I'll be like, no. that's Gary Goldman. And she goes, he looks familiar. I go, he was just in that Amy Schumer show we watched. And she goes, oh, yeah, he played. And, but in my head, I'm like, he's one of the best comedians. No. Work. Like, that's why it's cool. I know. Like, who cares about a show? <laughs> it's Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I wanted to talk about growing up in the UK. So. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I pivoted us, but I just... I just think that community aspect of stand up is really cool. Don't worry, I'll keep us on track. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this. Don't worry, I'll feed keep you, baby train, bird. I'll feed you, baby it. bird. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, how old were you when you moved back to the states? Because you went to college here. I went to college here. Do you, did you go to high school in the UK? Uh, for some of it, and then for some of it here. So you moved by the time you were like yeah. 15, 16 yeah, is when yeah, you yeah, moved yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then. What was it like growing up? Well, that was just life for you because that's where you grew up. So when you moved, was it a culture shock to move? Because you moved to Texas when you came back, right? No, I moved to Massachusetts. And it's like interesting uh, boarding school. Okay. Very fancy. Not actually. Oh, really? But no, just a boarding school. And then my mom, my mom went to this school and then stuff was going on at home and she was like, okay, just go there. Okay. (laughs) So just get So she went, so I went there. They still lived in the UK. Okay. And then I would just go home. And they were still together at the time? Yes. Okay. Because I know you have it in a bit where you go, oh, they're divorced. (laughs) They're divorced now. Yeah. The recently. Yay. Yay. Shout out. Um, Shout out to mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) So you go to boarding school and- was that just like what the fuck is? When you oh my god! First no, moved crazy. to, did you have an accent? I didn't. I did. I lost it when I was younger, and I think. Did you purposely do that? Because if you're around people all the time, like speaking in no, an accent, I, I would just assume you would have it. I know it's weird, but I know someone at my. I know someone at the at, in high school who went who had a mom who was English, and her accent, her American accent, was very British sounding. Like she would say, like there's a thing British people when they ask questions, they go. Oh, you're going to like they go down instead of up. Yeah, and she would do that, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's so interesting." That's oh, like the really? Opposite of me. So I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, which well, I find it curious because I I used to do a lot of impressions and accents and stuff, and it got to the point uh, where like people in my family are like you should do that on stage, and I'm like, that's not kind of that's not my that's not my style. Mm. Like I talk about suicide and death and drugs, so like the accents would be weird to throw yeah. in there, but. I'm the kind of person where if I'm around someone for an extended period of time, a couple of days, You'll I'll start. start mimicking them. Huh. Not on purpose. It's almost by accident. Like when I was in rehab, one of my very good friends, Brendan, shouts out, he was from New Bedford. And by the third day, we had convinced the entire staff that we were fucking cousins and we were both from New Bedford. <laughs> and I've never been to Ball. I've never been to Massachusetts, but we were just fucking talking like this the whole time. That's and so if funny. you just do it, so where it doesn't feel like it's forced, then people just believe it. It's almost like you could just do it naturally, and people like, are just like, "Oh all yeah." All of a sudden, f- I'm parking my car. Yeah, that fucking fucking fuck you. Fuck you. But uh, you went the opposite. So you do impressions, you do characters. Yeah. But you lost your original accent. I lost it. I had it when I was little, and I lost it. And then I got to the, and it was funny because it was culture shock, but also I sound so American that it was yeah. like, okay, what is when she you, talking about? When I first saw you on stage and you did that bit about growing up in London, I was like, you're a full of shit liar. Yeah, no, I remember you said that to me. And then I was like, oh, I think I, I literally went, I was like, how do I convince this audience that I'm not lying? Because it's like, because again, there has to be a grain of truth in it. And, it and they need to, to think yeah. that. So if I'm coming up there, with my cowboy hat on and my American flag shirt. It's like, how? Yeah, I don't know. So it still, it works though. So it's, it fine. does. It's fine. Well, you go to boarding school yep. and no supervision. What, what was that like? Uh, it's, was it crazy rules? Super strict? It was, or? it was, I mean, this, this place is like a, it's like a utopia. The school is so, they're so nice. And when I explain the, the rules, people are like, oh, that's a little draconian, but it's actually not. Like we, they had rules, 
but it was not a like boarding school. You okay. know what I mean? So were, did you get introduced to any kind of like partying or drinking or was that not until oh you went my to God, college? No, I was so, we were so straight laced. It oh, was really? the funniest thing. Yeah? yeah. It was like so, straight like, edge, the, yeah, the, the day students would go crazy, but the boarders, because the boarding students, <laughs> if you got, I think there was a girl who like died, who was a boarding student who went to a party and she like froze to death or something. And it was horrible. So basically, froze to death? yeah, she like was really drunk and like wandered into like a pond or something. Oh my God. Really bad. So after that, I got there after that and they were so like, it wasn't like they, you had to sign in and sign out whenever you went anywhere. Yeah. Because someone died. Because someone died. So it was like, we didn't really have, yeah, there was no, op- day students didn't invite us because we were quote liabilities. <laughs> And look, I'm fine with that. I had fun in college, and so, we had a lot of fun in high school, too, but it just was very sober. Yeah. Let's talk about college, then. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so how did you decide to go to the school you went to? Uh, it was in New York, and I wanted to be in New York. Okay, so Which, that was thank it. God, because I think that's part of the reason I'm doing stand-up. Yeah. So. So where is it, exactly? It's part of Columbia, so it's like, it's... Like Columbia's on like in Morningside okay, Heights, yeah. yeah. So it's basically no, it's on the other side of the street. Okay. So it's kind of the same kind of not. So it's, it's in the city. It's in the city, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you go there and you're like, all right, I'm doing it. Uh, why didn't you? Did you apply to NYU or you just thought I want to go to this other school? No, I wanted to go to school. So Barnard is technically a women's college. Okay. That's a part of Columbia. Okay. Okay. So, so that's, yeah, and so I really liked that vibe. You. Yeah. And then, and then the beauty of it is you can kind of pick and choose because everything is integrated. Yeah. So it's like a women's college in name, but if you don't want it to be a women's college, you don't have to, which yeah, worked out really just, well for yeah, me because I, do. yeah. So <laughs> I'm just looking at your list now. <laughs> All this stuff happens. I am very interested in this. So I, yeah, <laughs> let's start with the, the first one you sent me. Okay. So that's in college. But before we get to that specific story. When did you start? Did you immediately start drinking when you got there? Like as a freshman, were you living, obviously no. you're living on campus because your family's in London. I started drinking when I was 18. Just like, I mean, because okay. I went home before I went to college. And Is that the age. Dublin story? No, no, okay, no. That was later? after. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah, it chronologically yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you graduate from high school and then you go home. I go home. I started drinking, but it was not we'll like crazy. We'll take us through it because that's something I find... Again, this is something I can relate to because I didn't start drinking till much later in life compared to people around me. So I grew up in Florida and I know my older brother was real popular. So was my older sister and my twin sister. So they were going to parties as like freshmen and sophomores in high school. I didn't really start drinking until like my senior year. And I didn't start like drinking like on like and that was once in a while. And then I didn't start drinking drinking until I was like 18, 19 after high school completely was over and I was in college. So people always think that's weird because I'll have people on the show and they're like, yeah, I started drinking at like 13 or I started drinking at like 12. So you're in the same kind of boat I was. So yeah. you did not drink at all. And then when no. you go home, what is that experience like the first time you're deci- – because at that point, you're making a decision to drink. Yeah. Because no, yeah. And- when you're younger, everyone's just kind of doing it. So then yeah. you do it. Yeah. But when you're 18, at that point, you're like, oh, no. Like I've said no enough. I think I'm going to try it now. Yeah, for sure. And it was weird because – Everyone in the UK obviously starts drinking when they're like 14. Yeah. So, and uh, like everyone, it's not even, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so normal that I would have friends who would go out and I was like, ah, like, I don't know. Like, what's it going to be like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is so, in- it's so interesting because then, and then I would go back to school and then obviously I wasn't drinking in school and then I would come back and it was just like, I was completely, yeah, I was totally different. Yeah. Disconnected, not with the, with the group in terms of that. And then so when what I happened? You go home, you graduate, you go home, and then are you just like, fuck it, let's do it? Or I were think, you like, oh you no. One brother, right? Yeah, two brothers. Okay. It was, no, actually, the first time was at a party after we graduated high school. So is this still so at the was, boarding school? Yeah, so this is right afterwards, and we were drinking, and it was, I just, yeah. I, honestly, all I remember is having like two shots and then going to bed. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> it was not crazy at all. And then I went and home. Were, I'm interested about this. Were, did you wake up the next day like that was overrated or I don't see what the big deal is or like what was your mindset? I think I just – yeah, I think I was kind of like, oh, okay. It's not because – yeah, because I think before that I remember so distinctly my friends in the UK being like, oh, we're going to go out. Do you want to come out with us? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Because yeah, I was scared. scared. It's like this yeah. thing. It's like like a – it's like it was like a bridge that I was like I don't know what's on the other side of this and I like I don't know. 
<laughs> and then, which is so crazy because it's really not that big of a deal. And then, and then I did it with, uh, then I had like what, those two shots or three shots at this party. And then I was like, oh, and then I went to bed and then I woke up and I was like, okay, that was okay. It was, I had the same experience when I first went to rehab and then I got out and I had like a year, almost a year sober. I talked about this before I relapsed, like two weeks before I got my one year chip. And I remember the very first shot I took, it was that same feeling of like, what's on the other side of this? Yeah. Because I had been sober at that point, the longest I'd been since I had started drinking. And I was just like, if I do, like, am I going to explode? Like, is yeah. it, am I going to do this shot? Then all of a sudden everyone I've ever met in sobriety is going to get a text like Brennan's drinking again. Like what? And then I did it and I was like, oh, nothing happened. Like nobody, yeah, nobody's banging on my door. Like no, nothing. Ha- and I was like, oh, okay. Like everything's fine. Yeah. It's so so it, I, I do understand that feeling of like, I'm not sure. I don't know what's yeah. on the other side of this. Yeah. It's so weird. And then I don't really know. I don't really remember. I think I just had like a good summer. Like yeah, I just, just I just home went and... home. We would we would drink. It was like very casual. It was nothing crazy. So you, when you first started drinking, it wasn't over the top immediately, no. like blacking out, getting no, in trouble. No, not at all. Because See, also people. And that's very responsible. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I trust me. I've been doing this show for over a year now. I've had people on where they're like, the first time it hit my lips, I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was definitely, I was definitely not like that. I was definitely not like that. I feel like I'm I am so fine, but then I've had like two experiences where it was really bad. Yeah, and we're going to talk about of, that. Yeah, but I, but it's funny because because then when that happens, it's so out of character, you know what I mean? And everyone's like, And it's I, I love that you bring that up because when I tell people the idea of the show, they're always like, "Oh, what's I'll be they go, "Oh, you have a podcast. What is it?" And I go, "X Drinking Buddy." And they go, "Oh, that's an interesting name. Like what's it about?" And I go, well, everyone that I've ever met, for the most part, has a story of one time I got so fucked up X, Y, and Z. Whether it's getting it, because I've had people on here who don't drink that often, but they get in trouble, they've done drugs, or they do drink, like you said, and get a little out of control on occasion, and then something happens. But yeah. for the most part, a lot of people have that story. And that's why I love doing the podcast because it's like even you, you're very buttoned up. I, I honestly, it didn't even cross my mind to ask you to do the show <laughs> because I thought she's she's not going to have any stories, just because you come off as such yeah, a responsible, no, buttoned up person. Yeah. And on stage, you you know you do your thing where it's not like like it's not dark, it's no. not dangerous, like it's no. very fun and lighthearted yeah. and silly, and it's you. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, to be honest, like. Max, fine, who we're also going to have on the show. Oh, he gets up there guy. and I'm like, oh, this dude's got some fucking skeletons yeah. in his closet. Like, let's go. But then for you, and but then you started you started doing your show, the Just Friends and everything. And I was like, oh, well, now you have stuff you want to promote. Hmm. So, like, now we have to get you on the show and fucking we'll piece some shit together and make it up. And it was so funny because as soon as I said, do you want to do the show? You said, yeah. And I said, well, do you have any stories? Thinking in my head, like, she's going to be like, no. Because I've had people on where they're like, oh, I've never drank before. And I'm like, well, fucking, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) But you said, well, I've got a couple. And you said, I don't know if they'd be good for the show. Like, one, I went to the hospital. I said, stop. Stop right there. Stop right there. That'll work. So you are responsible. But you do from time to time. time, Look, everybody's had (laughs) Had made so some mistakes. you started drinking, uh, like you said, after high school and then throughout college. Never got a little, never got crazy. Not no. never, but very rarely got crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about um, the last show for the sketch comedy group okay, in yeah. college. So, so you're a senior at this point? Uh, no, I think I was a junior because this was before the, this, I think this was the last show before the pandemic. Oh, yeah, because the pandemic happened. Fittingly. So you guys couldn't do it um, anymore anyway. Yeah. So basically, so the sketch Did group. Did you know what was the last show? Like how did so basically, so the sketch group we had, we do, it was a semester long thing. We right. would do all of our, we, everyone would, you know, we'd do all the sketches, whatever, prepare them. And then we'd have four shows at the end of the semester. And the last show was the late night show. And it was, we would go, we had two shows or no, I think we had three shows like that week. And then we'd have this show at eight and then we'd go get really drunk and then come back at 11 and then do all of the sketches again, but with like different twists to them. And also we would be drunk. So it was like that. Yeah, that's a twist. So, (laughs) 
And then, it, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. It was like a, yeah. So. A lot of the twists ended up just being people making out on stage. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was the funniest thing. This group is like. So tell me about how. So you would do that at the end of the semester. At the end of the semester, every semester. A, every semester. Yeah. So you knew, okay, this is the, I knew. the and, last year. And I'd okay. had I'd had problems in the past, like one year. Okay, I, just so like, it's more than two. No, Here well, we go. it's more than two, but it's not that. I mean, it's just like, I I mean. Were you one of the people I'm making a, out on stage? Uh, Sometimes, but also that was for my role. I had to make out with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so it's yeah, like. It's for uh, your, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, okay. The thing, okay. It's a part of the character. Here's, it was, yeah, it was just uh, method acting. Okay, have you heard of it? Um, so, Pretty good at this. Uh, <laughs> you heard actually, of it? Have you heard of that? Um, so I'd had issues in the past because I don't normally, like, I don't normally Well, you don't drink. go hard in the paint, yeah. I don't go hard, and also I'm, like, a pretty like relatively thin woman like i don't like i don't have if i do three shots in a row i'm gonna black out you yeah. know what i mean so i would and but then we'd all be it we drink so fast just real quick slight humble brag i'm a pretty thin woman <laughs> i mean you know what i'm talking about no though, i know you, know you are very svelte like you like if spelt. you're you know what it, you know what i mean i mean i do it all the time i don't know I'm how like, to I'm say i'm a pretty this. fucking jack dude so what am i supposed to say okay no I, you are you're very i'm spelt. just like i'm just like you're my thin, you're petite my tolerance will you're not you're beautiful <laughs> you're the best uh, okay so here i am the you're super the thinnest girl super hot the thinnest woman i've ever seen <laughs> okay so thin <laughs> Yeah, but the thinnest. Thin does not have to be a good thing. I mean, no, yeah, you true. see what I'm saying? I, I shoot. I, I could like have been. With, I could have I like been putting myself down. Yeah. See. So you heard it here first. I'm not saying that that makes me hot. What I'm saying is. What makes me hot is not that. But with, what makes but me wait, hot wait, is, <laughs> Let me first tell you what makes me hot. Okay. And then, <laughs> no. So you've had trouble the, in the, the past. The problem is, I just my tolerance is very low, yeah. and it can go from fine to really bad very quickly. So did anything before this last one? Because that's an epic one. Did anything happen out? I mean, obviously, yes. a few things happened out of character, but anything that worth bringing up on the show did you like do anything dumb i mean it was just sort of it was just or? gross because i just like we got we like w did all the shots whatever came back and i was just like throwing up oh and really? then they were like julie you gotta go on stage <laughs> and i was like oh did you were you God. able to get on stage yeah i did it i'm a trooper fuck yeah yeah so then this last one so then the last one okay so i remember <laughs> did distinctly <laughs> did not make oh my god no it's so bad so Tell and all the years of things so my friends my <laughs> so we go back to someone's like suite. We all we drank so much, and I remember being like, "Wow, this is I haven't had a drink in like a, in like a while because I've been studying for finals or something." Yeah, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is you know, I'm this is great." So so, <laughs> and then before we left, I remember taking a swig of the Svedka, and I was like, "Uh, okay." And then we walked out, and then a friend of mine offered me his bottle of wine, and I chugged that, and then we got to. <laughs> The theater, and then and you from had then been on, drinking before, yeah, like at the suite. Yes, yes, so bad, and 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 then, yeah, and then back we got the to we get back to the theater, and now I don't remember anything else oh. except so then I so I blacked out. Then I kind of come to, and I'm throwing up in the bathroom. But but when I say I like genuine, like I couldn't see anything. I could just hear people yeah. like talking. I've and, had those moments where like, yeah. you come in and out of the bathroom. You come out. in and it's like, I yeah, like I knew I was in the bathroom, but like my brain was so fucked at that point. I had no idea what was happening. So, uh, so, so this, from my perspective, I like come to a little bit, then I'm back. And then I woke up and I was in the hospital and it was four in the morning. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what is happening? And from the Are outside- the, I think IVs I had an IV. I think they they were giving me water. Isn't that what saline. they do? Or like saline or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So, but from my friends came to the show. I told them like, oh, if you want to come to a show, I'm on this show at 11. the last one. That's the last fun. one. Oh, God. So then also that drunk show is not fun for any audience member yeah. because they're like just sitting there I've not getting the inside I've seen professional comedians in New York where they'll get on stage and it'll be the late show and you can tell they're drunk and I'm like, like what? Like I get it, man. I nobody gets it more than I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I was excited to see you, and this set is garbage. So it's like, what? Yeah. A, like, come on. Yeah. There's some that can do it. There's actually quite a few that can do it, and they crush. 
But then you see the ones that don't drink that often or maybe just oh. drink a little too much. And yeah. then you go to the late show and you're all excited. Like, boy, oh, boy, I'm going to yeah. see this comedian that I really like. And then they get on stage and it's just a disaster. No. And I'm like, I, come on. That's why I don't drink before I get on stage ever. I, I used it, to drink too much. It but that's, makes me. The listeners have heard that. Uh, I just It makes me so nervous. I used like, to do open mics hammered and run the light and do an Arnold impression for like 12 minutes oh at a five minute mic. <laughs> yeah, it was. And fucking... then would they just be like, get off stage? Yeah, but I'm a big dude, and I've always been big. Even when I was fat, I was still bigger than everybody. So a lot of people are like, just let We're him do. It. Like, what are we gonna do? Fight, fight him? Like, just let him do it. Who cares? Oh and so, yeah, it was horrific. Oh so back to you. Anyways, yeah. So basically, four in the morning, you four wake in the up morning, in the I wake up. Well, so so basically, so my friends for. So I, that's all I remember from that part. Yeah. But my friends who were there said that they can't. Yeah. So everyone, so many people were in the bathroom with me trying to help me throw up. I was like completely passed out basically. And then like coming to and then like throwing up, but then not like I was, I was, and I was pale, so pale. Your body was in survival. I was, though. yeah, just completely passed out. And then my friends were like, Julia's not in the show. This is so weird. They walk outside. I'm on a stretcher. <laughs> looking like i'm dead they, like they were literally like i was i like we were really we lost another you, one yeah like seriously like they were like oh my god she is she alive so they put me on i'm like i'm like a rag doll they put me on the stretcher they get me to the hospital and then um uh i woke up and they told me that i had hypoth i was almost i almost had hypothermia i think that's what it was it was that am i bradycardia or something which is when your heart rate is so low that they're like really worried it was yeah. at like 30 something jesus yeah really not that's good. what happens when people od on heroin sometimes the <sighs> heart stops yeah so it was actually really bad and i woke up and i was like where am i alcohol poisoning baby seriously so i for days i was just like shaking like i couldn't i was like this it's yeah. horrible it was so, I, oh god it was so horrible so did you <sighs> Take a break from drinking after that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I had to be on the next day. <laughs> That's what I did. <sighs> I went back to the When bar. I was in college the second time or the first time I ever got alcohol poisoning, I wasn't sure what it was, but I got rushed to the ER, the whole deal. And then uh, I got released like a day and a half later. And I remember getting out of the hospital and I was just kind of like, oh, I feel a lot better. Like they pumped me full of saline. Like I'm good to go. And I just started. Because oh I was God. fucking like. 20 years old I yeah. didn't know so I just started drinking with my friends again <laughs> did you feel like oh I felt crap. like well I felt like shit when I got out of the hospital like my throat was hurting so bad because if you like I was throwing up to the point where it wasn't bile everyone's like oh you were throwing up bile and I was like no I was throwing up like stomach acid like it was black tar <gasps> coming out oh and it was it like closed my throat because it's it's very, very potent. Oh so like God. my throat had closed up because it was so it, like all the inflammation from throwing up all that stuff so I remember when I finally got out of the hospital, it was still hard for me to swallow. And I felt like shit. And I remember, like, I went back to my buddy's house, Dan, who's been on the show, Daniel Barricat, shouts out, the original drinking buddy. Uh, <laughs> and I think I did, like, a shot. And I felt way better. And I was oh like, all right, God. here we go. I'm back. Oh, my God. The doctors are like. Well, there's a reason I quit drinking, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing you're back there the next day. And they're like, come on, man. <laughs> it, took, it took, after that, God, it took. 10 years after that, but I eventually stopped. Um, hey. But you did not quit. So you had that horrific so experience. I had this horrific experience, and then I, and then I, yeah. So then, and so I woke up, it was 4 a.m., and I was so confused. And then, oh, this is probably not relevant to the story, but this is, but it was just like the totality of them was yeah. so ridiculous. At the time, I was crushing on my friend. And he and but and we ended up dating for two years. Oh, so yeah. But at the time, then it ended horrifically. It ended horrific. <laughs> back no, um, it, it did not end <laughs> horrifically. Okay, it was all. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But we were no longer mutual. together. It's all mutual. It's That's all fine. Um, I say that all the time because I too was the one who got broken up with. I well, I hope he never listens to this, but <laughs> I will just say this. I don't think I You don't have to don't feel I don't think I, to Okay, it burn doesn't matter. bridges. No, it's fine, whatever. Um but continue. So but anyways, you, the point is on the point guy. is crushing on this guy and then I t was texting everyone I knew because it was 4 a.m. and I was so confused. Were you alone in the hospital? Alone, yeah. So uh. I was just like, "Oh my god, where am I? Am I like blah blah blah." All these other people next to me were like 50 years old. Like these fifty-year-old guys who were all like, also I guess had alcohol poisoning. I was okay. confused. And then, and this one Barnard girl, 
<laughs> the, like the college I went to, this one girl was sitting there so drunk. And I was like, oh, like uh, there's Another someone one. my age. And, I, and, and she starts talking to me and she's like, oh my, I just had too much. I had too much. I was like, what is, what's going on right now? Where are where we? Are, where am I? Hello. So then no one's coming in and I didn't have my phone. I was freaking out. Um, and then I texted him and he happened to be awake. And he, bless his heart, came and got me from the hospital. And then I we had it. Well, we had a platonic sleepover because I literally couldn't go home. Why did you so put upset. platonic in air quotes like that? Because we ended up dating, so it's like, oh yeah, it was the beginning of a you know, beginning of the end. Beginning. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> but it was. But it's just like Imagine if that, you never dated. You would have just know. been some crush that some you crush. really liked once. I know. And now there's all this extra like I fucking hate him. <laughs> No, I don't hate him. I'm kidding. If you're out there, I'm hey, kidding. hey, if you you know who you are, <laughs> and I don't hate you. Uh, <laughs> she broke my heart, so I broke her. Dr- uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but anyways, that's the the point. Is it was so crazy because then weirdly, at the end of it, something kind of good came out of it because that like made us closer. And oh whatever, yeah, for right? sure. But it was like part of this horrendous experience. And I've walked past that hospital since. And every time I'm like, wow. I <laughs> well, I have a whole bit. I say this all the time. I have a whole bit about this, but I do have a bit about, I think you've heard it, that not, not believing my current, like uh, having a dramaless relationship. But to your point, like when I was with my ex fiance, I would get, in trouble a lot. Like I drink too much and she'd have to bail me out of jail or rush me to the hospital or she never technically bailed me out of jail, but she'd have to go like come pick me up when I got released and stuff. And so when she told me she loved me, I believed her like with every ounce of my body. Cause it's like, obviously you've been through so much with me. Yeah. And now in my current relationship, cause I don't drink anymore and I'm, I'm pretty responsible. Like none of that stuff happens. Mm. So the bit is when she tells me she loves me, I just have to take her at her word. <laughs> And I it's don't like, believe who does, her. Who does <laughs> yeah. that? But to your point, like, you know, it's a horrible experience. But the fact that he was there for you, yeah, obviously, is going to bring you closer together. Exactly. See, terrible experiences bring people closer it's, together. I mean, that if that ain't the truth. You learn more from a tragedy than you ever could learn from success. That's, that is so true on so many levels. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it in football all the time. You learn more from a loss than you ever would from a win. You learn more from a bomb than you learn from a crush. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. for sure. For sure. Even if it's a bomb in front of six comics staring at their phone, oh, you're still like, you're like, I got to fucking fix this. Yeah. If I can't even get them to, like, given they don't laugh at a lot, but if I can't even get them to look up from their phone, something's wrong. With Something is wrong. So this wasn't the last time you drank in New York. No. Um, because how <laughs> how far away was it, the phone incident? How oh much God, further away so, was that? This is honestly my favorite story. Because you just graduated from college, what, two years ago? Last uh, a year? year ago. year ago. Yeah. So, so it couldn't have been that much no, longer. No, it wasn't. See, that, and that's the thing. It was like two different exp- – I mean, no. This was maybe uh, two years after that. No? No, because that no, was No, no, no. This was – sorry. Year, this so. was before that. This was sophomore year. Okay. So the phone incident was sophomore this year. phone incident was sophomore year. Okay. So, okay. so this is before this the is, hospitalization. Yes. And Dublin is after all of this? Dublin was before that. That was just a good – because you said a good yeah, one. No, that's sure. like a good story. That we'll tell the Dublin time. story and then we'll end on the phone story. Okay. Uh, the Dublin story is basically I went. When, how old are you? Set the scene. Let I was know. You, after freshman year. Uh, you go home. I go home. Me and my friend took. Are you a flight. Your parents still living in London? Yes. Okay. We took a flight to a friend of mine. Damn, they're still together through all this. They, they are. I know. Yeah. No, I'm saying because I it's Tarantino again. I know they're divorced now. Oh, I see. So Thank every you. time you're like, oh, I went home. I'm always like, oh, still both in London, I still know. there, Crazy. still together. I know. When's that hammer? Gonna When's drop? it going to happen? Is it going to be after the phone incident, before the phone incident? I don't know. <laughs> and I like to keep you uh, keep in the guessing. dark. Keep so, you guessing. So, so you go home. I go home. And then me and a friend. You a friend after from, freshman year? Yeah, after freshman okay. year. We went to, a friend of mine and I went to Dublin for the weekend. And it was. How far is that? Uh, it's like a. Two hour train Two ride? hour. Yeah, no. Two hour flight. Okay. Super easy. It's like going to Florida. I mean. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I'm it's like super. Never, it's the bet. Yeah, it's, never it's left honestly the country, not sure how big Europe is. It's th- my Dublin. only bearing of Europe is from that really old movie you've probably never seen called uh, Euro Trip, never where they seen travel it. across. And he's like, Europe is like the size of Kansas. No, like, it's actually crazy. Yeah, no, it's really insane. So we went to Dublin, and it was genuinely 
it's the best i think it's the best place to go out in the entire world because well for me specifically because they have there's there live music everywhere yeah and people are playing pipes everywhere bagpipes so much we went into this one bar and this guy was playing on his guitar and it was like it was an EDM concert in there. It was the funniest thing. Everyone's like just going so hard, so great. It was it's lovely to watch. It's amazing. It's so fun. And we did this uh we did this bar crawl that was insane where there were welcome shots at every single pub. <laughs> So bad. So and how did you survive this? Because so the last time you I was, did like five or six shots. Yeah. So done. we were we were done, and we also the hostel we were staying in was kind of in a sketchy part of town. Okay. So it got to a certain yeah, it point. Yeah, in Dublin. <laughs> yeah. So we were sketchy like sketchy part of Ireland. <laughs> yeah. So we basically so we were like okay we gotta like this is fun but it's time to go home now Actually, because listen, listen in Ireland. Uh, DVK, I, I love you. I'm not dissing Ireland. I know you live No, there. Ireland's best. Dublin was so amazing. I want to go back. It's Everyone should go. You should all go. Spend Everybody your tourist go. money in Dublin if you can. So, uh, How many bars did you get to on the bar crawl before you were like tapped out? F- five, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for you. You yeah, did the yeah, shot yeah. at every single one? Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. So, But by the end, it got to a point where we were like, okay, if we don't go home now, this is will be unsafe. Little foreshadow. So then, yeah. So then, actually, oh, I'm just remembering this now. So then, that happens. Yeah. So then we go. So we go outside. We're like, let's go home. And then one of those guys with the, uh, like, it's a cyclist guy with the with the the chariot the behind chariot them. behind yeah. them pulls up, and we're like, oh, <laughs> let's go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're in this chariot thing, riding around, having a ball. So fun. We get off and hammered. I don't hammered. So hammered. We come back to the original place we just were. And he is like, I can't remember what number he said, but it was something inordinate amount of money. We were like, I'm not paying that much money for this. That's crazy. I don't It probably actually wasn't that much. It was probably like, I think it was like a five minute ride. And I think he was asking for like 25 euros or something. That's a lot. Which is a lot. And it's we were like, like this bucks. is, yeah, we were like, no, no, no. Is it? Wow. Is it 40 bucks? Yeah. <gasps> Oh my god. Okay, so anyway, so now we're ha- we're like haggling with this guy. Probably not. It's probably I don't think 35. it's forty. That's like a lot. But I don't. Anyway, a euro is like one seventy five dollar, right? I should know this. Anyway, that's, anyways, the let's point not get bogged is down basically it. the point is this is not a math podcast. Okay, this is not an exchange rate podcast. All right. Um, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. So basically, so now we're now we're like haggling with this guy, arguing, blah 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 blah. And you're hammered. And we're so hammered, and he knows that. I'm sure he yeah, was. Yeah, that's like, why oh, he was like perfect. 25 years. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, we. I don't remember what. I think we. I don't remember what happened. How did you get out of it? Did you pay him? I don't remember. Or? I think we paid him. I think we paid him like 20 or so because we okay. had to get out. We were so drunk. So then we get in a <laughs> we get in a cab and we're on our way home. And and the and we're 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 like blasted. This guy, the the guy who was the the cab driver was super nice, and we're like, oh thank God, like a, a, a kind soul. And he was telling us all about Dublin, and he goes, I'll never forget this. He goes, he goes like, I can't do an Irish accent. I can only do Scottish, so I'm not gonna do it. But he goes, he's like, ah, like you know, you the average. So I want to do it so, so bad, but I can't. Time. Okay, he's like the average guy here drinks. 10 to 15 pints on a night out that's what he goes he says and we're and and we're like oh my god really and then i look out the window and as he's saying that this man is just peeing on the side of the road (laughs) (laughs) turns around dick facing us and then (laughs) falls over (laughs) and i was like well that checks out (laughs) it was so funny Oh, that is hilarious. It was really funny, yeah. Um, so then you get back to the States. <laughs> get back to the States. And now you're a sophomore. Now I'm a sophomore. The way we're telling this makes it sound like I've been on I went on a three year drinking tear. I know. Which Isn't it I fun didn't. how I can do that? Yeah, it's really fun. You've really painted a, a picture and I don't <laughs> I'm not sure I like it. Uh, <laughs> well you let me know if you don't want the episode to air and then I will No, I'm I'm really okay with it. Well, that. I was gonna say I'll kindly take your <laughs> Your criticism, and I'll put that away somewhere, and then and, I'll, then, and then I'll put it out. Oh, nice. Okay, thanks. So kind of I'll you. I'll put it out with like you know, dis, you know, regret. Like ah, I'm sorry, but yeah, just write. She didn't want this to air. There That'll you go. get people's attention. That might be the name of the episode. <laughs> she didn't want. That's kind of funny. Uh, eh, comedy. Um, comedy. 
So the sophomore year. Okay, so this, yeah, is my favorite story. So I'm at a, the same friend actually who, um, who I went to Dublin with. She was out of college and she had a housewarming and I went with a friend from that. It's all these people tie back together with a friend of mine who was in the sketch group with me who genuinely has helped me through, like he always, he, he came to the hospital with me when I went, like he's just always, he always gets is this the really, boyfriend? no, 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 it's just a friend. I thought you were at the hospital alone. I was at the hospital alone, but he's the one who brought me in the, I don't, oh, okay. I don't remember it, but yeah, apparently yeah. he was there and like made, he made was sure. There. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so you dropped you off. Then he's like, all right. He dropped me. He's like, peace. No, no, no. He always, he genuinely, like, he's really, he helped me out a lot. This is the reason he, this is the story where he really helped me out. We were at this party together and we were both coming. He was a student too. So we're, we were about to go home and he was like, why don't we both take a shot? To make the subway up more fun. <laughs> and are you drunk at this point? Or I am drunk kinda, at this okay. point. So we take a shot and then we get on the subway. So how... Uh, and I... Where are you coming from? We're coming from the Lower East Side. And then you're going up to the Upper West Side. So it's kind of a hike. Yeah. Especially at it's, night. That's a fucking... It's yeah, a hike. It's a real It's hike. a hike. And so I remember we left the apartment. You're going and, all the way across. Yeah, it's really bad. So we, we, we left the apartment and I remember... We couldn't find the subway and we were both so – it was like the blind leading the blind, yeah. like so drunk. And and then we – I see – I see – I remember seeing the green light oh, of the yeah. second Ave second Ave, uh, stop. And I was like, oh my god, there it is. I was like, we have to go that way. So it's like following me, like follow the light. We get into the subway. We're standing there and then it really hits me and I'm not okay. Like I'm like on the <laughs> – sitting on the ground. I'm like not well. And he – he goes hard, but he can hand like he yeah, can he handle can hang, it. Yeah. So he was really drunk. He's like, oh, this familiar friend. Yeah, exactly. He, so he's like, oh shit. Like Hello, he's like helping darkness, me. My old friend. That's that's, that's playing in his head. Okay. And you're like freaking out. Yeah. And he's just like, no, this I'm comfortable here. He played it on his phone. <laughs> he played Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> on his phone. So so we're sitting there. I'm sitting. That's how you know it's bad. If you're that sitting, I'm sitting in a subway stop, yeah. That's very on the ground, bro. <laughs> so gross. So I'm sitting there. I'm not well, not well. He's like patting my head or whatever. And I'm <laughs> just, and then the train. Okay. So then, so are you I don't know how like this happened. on the stairs or are you like down? No, we're in on the, the middle platform. Of the, okay. We're on the, on the platform. I'm sitting down. The train starts to come or something like that. We know the train is about to come. So he's like, Julie, you got to get up. So I get up. Probably takes me like an hour. <laughs> I get up. I'm holding my phone. I turn around and somehow. My phone sl- with my cr- okay with crucial information my credit card and my uh, ID to get yeah, back you into have my the dorm whole, the little thing on the yeah. back of your phone yeah little uh, wallet thing yes yeah. my ID and my credit Still card whatever yeah see but nothing's in it right now because of this because thing. I have learned yeah and you broke it and also I broke it okay anyways so then so I get up all that stuff is in my phone I. And I just my hand. I don't know what. Just happened. as you're turning, as you I'm turning, I just let it go. It goes into the tracks. Down onto the down track. in the tracks. In like in the in tracks. the tracks, like below where the the, the rail is. The rail yeah. is. And then the train comes, and obviously we. Are I you was in like, a panic? Like, I was like, oh my god, we got to get it. And my friend was like, no, I mean, no. We're not, yeah. no, because I was so drunk. Like, we could and he was so drunk. There was no way we would have died if we tried to we get it. We have to get it. We no. have to get it. He's like, absolutely not. So I'm like, oh, my God. Then we get on the train. and But I'm so drunk. So you just get on the train? We just you, get on the train. You just leave it there. With my phone below. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. didn't wait for the train to pass and then, yep. like, ask someone to jump no, down there and No, no, it. no. We just get on the train. <laughs> and I'm freaking out. But also, I'm so drunk that... I could only really handle. Yeah, I like. I, I, it took five seconds for me to forget it had just happened a little bit. So then, so now we're on the train. We get off at Times Square, and I remember just throwing up in that trash can. Oh my god! It's as you so do at Times dark. Square, huh? As as people do at Times Square. I know, but it's so bad. So then, so so I'm throwing up in Times Square. It's horrible, horrible. The train ride went really fast, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that it wasn't what he proposed but it is definitely we definitely had a quick subway yeah we get back and i don't even have my id i can't get into my to my like building yeah Yeah. so he's like okay just come to mine sleep on the couch we'll figure out in the morning so i go to his sleep on the couch wake up so so unwell and then i realize my dad is getting in today (sighs) 
and I'm supposed to beat him. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun dun dun. So then I'm like, okay, uh, thank you so much for your help. I'm gonna go back to the subway station. Back to the so so no. So then I'm also, my dad's like, can you meet me at 59th? And I remember walking down. How do you know? You don't have your oh phone. because because I went back. I think I got in. I got like a temporary ID or something. Okay. I was in like problem solving mode, but also so hungover. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a temporary ID. I'm gonna go back to my dorm. I'm gonna get on my computer, and then, you know, I feel like on your, com- I didn't have iMessages at the time, so I started just emailing my oh, okay. parents. <laughs> so I'm emailing my dad. I'm like, hey, uh, like I blah 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 blah. Maybe here, whatever. So we 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 get a time. I meet him there, and he's like, Julia, what happened? Like, why do you not have your phone? And I'm like. I messed up. <laughs> Funny story, Pops. Uh, Dad, I messed up. So he's like, oh, my God. Chardonnay. He's like, he's like, he's like, so let's, so then we were like, okay, let's do, I find my iPhone. So we go on, find my iPhone and my phone you is couldn't still, remember this, this no, I couldn't remember <laughs> the stop. I was so drunk. So I, so we get on his, find my iPhone and we plug in mine. Or like we like put yeah. it whatever, and it says it's like somewhere in the in Lower East Side. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, like oh, we can find it, we can find it. So we just go down there, and it's like, oh, it's still beeping, right? Like it's still like giving out a signal, yeah. so it must be it must be crushed. Yeah, right for sure. So we go down and we're just wandering around, and then I see the green light, and I'm like, oh, that's the one, that's Second Ave. I think it was Second Ave. Yeah, I remember like the purple oh, paint. The green, you know how yeah, there's yeah. purple paint. I don't know if you remember. Like, there's purple paint in the Second Ave station. Yeah. So we walk down there, and I'm like, oh my god, that's it. This is the station. It has to be. We get down. I'm like, okay, we were going uptown. Let's go on the uptown track. Blah blah blah. And then we go down there. By some miracle, the phone is still there under the track. Under the track. So how'd you get it? So I am like, let's go get someone who can get it because you know how they have those signs that are like, don't go into the tracks. Yeah, yeah. Get someone else to do it. And then my dad, before I can be like, let's go find someone, jumps into the tracks, grabs the phone, and jumps back out of the tracks. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, My have you hero. heard? I, I know it was Mother's Day yesterday, but but today is fine. my dad's day. There we go. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Perfect. I just spit on you. I'm sorry. It's okay. Plug everything one more time. Uh, okay. Follow me at World Famous Julia on Instagram. You won't <laughs> regret it. <laughs> I post great stuff. Okay? You'll love it. Um, you follow friends. at Just Friends Comedy. We have a show, but Promos you're going to miss it. But uh, yeah, I know. Um, wow. I'm trying right. to think. <laughs> yeah, tell me something I don't know. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else I want to promo. No, just follow me. That would mean a lot to me. Perfect. If you could do that, that'd be great. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening, of course. Follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy. Check out the website, BrennanTComedy.com. Subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. Get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>